Hey everybody, this is Brandon with Organic Phrases. I just wanted to give you a quick heads up that this week is probably going to be a quicker episode and we are going to be moving to bi-weekly episodes. Now this is because I just moved into school, so if you hear any weird noises or the mic sounds different, that's why. It's going to be an interesting process leading a podcast and trying to be a student at the same time. But we're going to do our best, and we're going to keep trying to bring you good content. So thanks for your patience, and here's the podcast. Hello and welcome. This is Organic Phrases Podcast. Welcome again to the podcast. This week we're going to be learning about barley. Last week we learned about hops how it's a fast-growing plant that produces lots of fun little flowers that make your beer taste interesting. This week we're going to be learning about barley, which adds the uh, sweet and chocolatey coffee tones sometime to your beer. Barley is a cold-weather grain. Like most grains, um, the part that you're harvesting is the kernel at the top. It's what you use for oatmeal, it's what you use for granola, um, grind up to make flour. Uh, it's a pretty useful useful little thing because it gives you lots of sugars and proteins in a small package, and it's very versatile. Now, when I say it's a cold weather grain, I mean you need to sow it in around October when the ground's starting to get cold. The uh, optimal growing temperature is right around freezing, so about 34 to 36 degrees. The days till maturity are generally around 60 to 90 days, so it can be a relatively normal growing period or a longer growing period depending on your region and the variety of grain you're growing. One thing I saw in my research was that barley doesn't really like weeds. It can generally outcompete them if it's given a head start, like if you plant it as seedlings or you make sure the seed bed is nice and fine, meaning there is not too many weed seeds in the beds that you're growing the barley in. However, when the plant is young, it, the weeds can steal the resources away from the barley. Now, the Barley can generally grow in fairly poor soil conditions, or dry soil conditions. It does, however, need phosphorus and potassium to grow. So when you're preparing your soil amendments, it's a good idea to amend the soil to give it a little extra potassium and phosphorus. It doesn't like super acidic soil either, so usually a 6 pH or above is preferred for the barley. But other than that, it can generally grow in most conditions. Now, if you're an avid beer drinker, you're probably thinking to yourself, what goes into beer is malted barley. How does something be malted? That's a good question. So the process of malting, from what I understand as a amateur beer drinker and farmer, is allowing the barley seed to germinate slightly and then it produces enzymes that begin to break down the starch reserves and the nutrient reserves in the seed that then become available for the fermentation process as sugars. And 
once it germinates just slightly, the molts are, I can't remember exactly the title of a person who molts, but the person who's doing the malting process will then dehydrate the seed or toast the seed and break the little rootlets off of it. And then once that happens, it's either mashed or, or not, depending on the type of malt, and it's put into the beer brewing process. Now, in order to get that malt, you obviously have to harvest the barley. Now, people usually go about this using a sickle or a scythe to cut the stalks at the base of the, the plant, and it then will fall down and you can arrange it in piles that are all facing the same way. Uh, you then take those piles and tie them together and stand them up. You've probably seen this in an old movie or some Central Americana picture and it will then sit in the sun for about two weeks or so to dry and to ripen the seed and once that's all dry and ripe that's when you take it to the to the maltzer. And that's the very basics of barley which is one of two main ingredients in beer. There's obviously more, especially nowadays with craft beer adding all new sorts of ingredients to the mix. Now for our writing portion, I'm going to be talking about some things that I've been learning in my writing for publication class, which is generally how to make time for writing. A lot of people when they're writing for deadlines, like if it's part of your job or you're a student, then you sort of got that pressure building behind you to keep you from procrastinating or if you do procrastinate then just causing you so much anxiety and guilt for not doing it a little bit every day and that's part of the problem is giving yourself that guilt now if you have a long-standing deadline it's obviously best to spread out your writing and one of the the books that I'm reading gives three guidelines to help you write a little bit every day and break the anxiety that comes with the giant project looming over you. And it causes it to be a more enjoyable project and something that isn't so scary. Now these three guidelines are to write for 15 minutes a day, have a ventilation file, and have a box file. Now, a box file, which is one of the more important aspects, is a file separate from everything else that you do. It can be an actual box, like the author uses an actual accordion folder in a box that keeps her papers away from everything else she's doing, and it makes your giant monstrous project look like something more manageable and contained when you see it in that box. Another suggestion is to have another user on your laptop that you only use for your writing projects. That's probably what I'll end up doing. <laughs> now a ventilation file is something you use to vent about your troubles in writing. Something that you, you pretty much you're just if you, that day, you're like, oh, I can't write because my cat threw up on the carpet and it's, that's all I can think about. Well, then you just spend your 15 minutes a day, you write about something like that that's keeping you from writing. 
that you can't keep your mind off of, and that'll keep you in touch with writing, but you'll also get your feelings on the paper, and it'll have a, a place where you can look back and see what sort of problems you're encountering with this project and address them later if they need addressing, or if venting about it is what you need, well, there you go, you've done that. And the final tip being 15 minutes a day, that that's pretty much anybody can find 15 minutes in a day. And the author suggests if you can't, then you take a planner and you do a reverse planner, which is you go through your day, mark down what's happening, like each thing that you're doing, and that will show you what you're dedicating your time to. So if you find out after you do this that you've been giving, you know, two hours to scrolling on Facebook, well, then you know, then you know you have 15 minutes out of those two hours that you can then use for your writing projects. And so it can be a, a huge asset to then begin to make your box folder and your ventilation file and get your project going and in a much less scary way. Now, the book that I'm quoting from, that I'm reading from, is uh, Write No Matter What, and I don't remember the author's name, but if you look that up in Google or on Amazon, then you'll find it. Alright guys, that's my advice for you this week. So, special thanks this week to Write No Matter What by Jolie Jensen, How to Brew by John Palmer, Heirloom Organics, Brew Your Own, the How-To Homebrew Beer Magazine. And to you, the faithful listeners that support me on this podcast. So thanks for listening this week, and now go take your 15 minutes a day to write some poetry or something.